these young men had been abducted and were later found in water. And it's been known, this phenomenon, this type of modus operandi, has been known as the smiley face killers, as some of the cases have a spray painting of a smiley face associated with some of them. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and Ron. Yes, you're listening to Sick and Ron. The Sick and Ron, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Ron, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. Die, M. Harrison. You almost sound like that professor from The Simpsons there. Which professor? You know that guy, the, the scientist professor guy? Bye. Professor Frink? Yeah. No. Yeah, you what? kind of said that, that whole like, that, oh, okay. intro, like, ah. Um, nice lady, hello. It's the Persians, <laughs> oh, in the road, and the light rays, and the lasers, hello. Yeah, yeah it's, like a, it's just like a Jerry voice. Lewis. Yeah. yeah Jerry Lewis thing. Nutty yeah. professor. Yeah. Um... Weird week this week. Uh, we've had a lot of layoffs at my at my work. Yeah, they laid like forty eight people off. They're not the only ones. Fucking uh, Vice, 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 Gawker, all those motherfuckers are laying people. Buzzfeed. Off. I, I saw yeah. uh, uh, Donald Trump with some Schadenfreude over that. He was just like, not surprised at Buzzfeed, fake news yeah. organization, laying off employees. I yeah. I thought it was funny with the the way my company does it, which I think is kind of. Similar for a lot of entertainment companies. I think uh, Disney and Warner and all those them do it too. Is they try out a product, and if that product doesn't work out, they just yeah. cut the entire team. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. especially in like games and interactive space that yeah. you know that's the very very common. I mean, the, it's weird. you'd think they would take some because some of these artists, you know, are talented people you know, with a you know with an extensive portfolio and all that. You'd think you'd put them on a different team or, yeah. or you know, but instead they just lay everybody off. And it's it's weird too because you know word gets round. People know like oh layoffs are coming, and because every year they pr- pretty much lay off people in January. So word gets around. People are kind of paranoid, and I'm because I'm IT. I have to like offboard people out of the system so people can't go in after the, you know some disgruntled employee just delete everything. Right. So I have to like I usually know at least a day or two in advance. So for me, it's kind of like you know what was that, Sean? Sean Penn movie is it Dead Man Walking? Yeah, you know, when the guy's like walking down uh, to you know, to the execution, it's like Dead Man Walking. I'm just like when I'm walking around, I'm thinking about that, looking at some people because I'm like, I can't tell you, but in two days you're gonna be crying. I get that movie mixed up with the Green. What was the mouse's name? Oh, in the Green Green yeah. Mile, it's like Mr. Wiggles or something. I get them mixed up, so it's like, you know, dead man walking, and then it's like, I'll call him Mr. Wiggles. I got this, you know. <laughs> Was it a mouse same... or a gerbil? It's a mouse. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, it, it's weird, because I've been, I've been laid off before, and there's a couple ways people lay, lay you off. I've been laid off where it's like a big en masse layoff. It's like 50 people at once, and that kind of sucks, but it's like whatever. Um, I remember at the first round of the dot-com, the first dot-com bust, uh, they just kind of, I made it through like five rounds of layoffs, which I wish I would have been laid off initially because I would have got a decent severance. But by the time I got laid off, it was like, yeah, you can have your stapler and uh, these pencils. It's like, well, fuck you. Um, but my, the last time I got laid off, my other job, it was like, 
my boss called me up and goes, yeah, in about six weeks, they're going to cut the remote employees. So just, just to give you a heads up and you know, it's going to happen. So just take this time to find another job. I think that's the cool way to go about it. But I don't know. Have you ever been laid off? No. Oh, you never. Oh, I guess. But you, how did you, what happened with your last job? I negotiated a separation agreement. Oh. Or, or a conscious uncoupling, as Gwyneth Paltrow would call it. A conscious uncoupling. Did, would you show up at your boss's office with like, you know, and then punch yourself in the face and be like, I'll go to HR and say you did this. That's kind of what it was like. Um, <laughs> because I was basically like, I, the first time I did it, because I was just like, I'm depressed. Club. And they're just like, here's a bunch of money. Please go away. You know? But so they That's were literally like, what happened. Oh, I wonder, because if you're depressed, can you take like a leave of absence? Sometimes. Like for like six months and just because of depression. It depends on what kind of job you have. Like, so, I'm, like I'm sure they would have, tr you know, if I had tried to do that, they'd be like, sure. But then they would have fired me because it's Silicon Valley. They don't put up with that kind of nonsense. Wow. Um, but there is some nonsense they put up with. So, yeah, I'm surprised. Like the, the way they do it at my company, I don't, if they if they if they were humane about it, why not just let them work out the work week and then the morning just lay everybody off at once? Instead, what they do is they'll lay off five people at 10 a.m. and then another 10 people at like around one. So it's like throughout the day, everybody's like extremely paranoid and it's yeah. like, and I'm walking around knowing, okay, I know who's going to be, I'm going to be off boarding in about 10 minutes. But and is it like, is it like they get two weeks notice or what is the deal? Well, they don't get any notice about the layoffs. It's immediate, but they get like a severance oh. usually. Okay. But All there's right. no notification. It's like, yeah. as soon as you get in, yeah. you know, you might think it's just a regular work day and then you'll get yeah. this like mysterious email from uh, HR. That That's says, annoying, though, that yeah. like, they do it in the morning. So it's like you got there. Yeah, you like, woke up just, and you go in. Why not just fucking email me and then I won't have to come into work, asshole. Or do know? it at the end of the day so I don't have yeah, to yeah. get up early to come in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really fucked up the way they do that. Mm. But uh, but yeah, so like this week's just been kind of rough because like some of the people you know, I'm, I'm friends with. So I, it's I kind of wanted to tell them. But if I told them that I would be in trouble. Mm. because then they'll panic and tell everybody. So I can't even, you just can't say anything and just let everybody, just the random, the rumors speculate. Right. You know, like the people speculating about who's going to be let go. So yeah, it was weird. See what happens. Mm. Makes me wonder if that, you know, that, that type of uh, event could precipitate, um, you know, uh, a future serial killer. Or a future or an event like, you know, where someone's like so upset about it. Because some people are really angry. Like some people are really angry. Because what they do is they just, they lay you off and then they kind of get your, anyone who's not being laid off, they kind of get you to like, come to lunch for some ice cream or we'll give you free lunch or come to the lunchroom. And then meanwhile, you'll go back and you'll pack up your desk and just kind of sobbing, you know, you're sobbing and you're carrying this box of your belongings to the elevator. I'm just always wondering like, which guy is going to snap, go to his car and come back with a gun? That, uh, um, you know, I've, I would never say that you're like a man with long arms, but man, that is fucking one reach of a segue, pal. <laughs> no, My God. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what, like whenever I see that happening and a lot of people, some people take a layoff, 
pretty you know like uh yeah. like, like mildly there's like ah eh, whatever no where i work job. now there's like they have like a kit if like if somebody you know shoots everybody this is what you're you're in group you know oh alpha. you have like you're an emergency a group plan. turtle and this is and this is the kit for the disaster kit or something i don't know there's like a whole thing yeah my company yeah. i think is mm. working towards getting that like they get some yeah. some uh some application mm. called everbridge that you're supposed to mm. like have emergency plans Mm. Or it's planning for emergencies, but that we don't have anything, you know, at, at that, we don't have any kind of alternative plan right now or uh, right. escape routes or anything, unless there's like a fire. But that's, that's why I always wonder. It's like they, they lay off people in one of the most like malicious ways I've seen. Like, mm. and, and it obviously causes a lot of people to be disgruntled. I mean, you see a lot of people crying. I saw one guy, an engineer that was just like, fuck this place. And he had his, like, he was carrying his box and he was like flipping yeah. off the ceiling. And so I was wondering like, you know, what's going to stop one of these people yeah. from getting a gun and coming back or becoming a serial killer that's a good, afterwards? That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, going and spray painting a smiley face next to a, a corpse of one of the executives. Exactly. Yeah. That's the segue I was looking for. You, you know, the, the, actually, it, that would be, I always think about that because, like, in theory, if there was a shooter at a workplace, I would like to, like, you know, run at the shooter or something. But wait, you want to take think the that shooter would out? I, I think in real life my survival instinct would kick in, but. I think you, you yeah, get because, a crying jag. Because it's a, yeah, probably. <laughs> I'd run at him, like, yeah, swinging my arms like windmills. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, because it's like, you die that way everyone's like he was a hero he tried to stop the thing so it's either you die that way or you you know somebody finds you hanging from a doorknob you know <laughs> those are the two ways to die you can pick one that's it those are the only two ways and you'd have like a so would you like hide under your cubicle and just wait for the guy to like reload his gun or something yeah yeah throw a chair yeah and again i i don't know i've, I've faced these death situations and in them, even though I'm like a person who wants to die, when faced with those kinds of situations, you're like, oh, my God, I want to live, you know? I kind of so. want, uh, you know, every time there's a part of me when there's like layoffs like this and there's a lot of disgruntled people, I kind of want it. I want to be in one of these workplace situations. Not that I want to die. I just want something to happen. Right. And so like have, you know, we get the week off because someone went fucking postal and shot a bunch of executives. Right. Like when your college roommate kills himself. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. so, so, something. Well, when your college roommate kills yourself, aren't you supposed to get, like, straight A's for yeah, the semester? Yeah, exactly. I think some, that's some, a myth. Something happens, and it, I, I don't think it is. Actually, I don't know. Maybe it is. Who knows? Yeah, I'm not sure the way yeah. that works. But, yeah, I was, yeah. you know, in the back of my mind, I was hoping, like, God, I hope. There's a couple people that I thought might go postal. Right. You know, and, and uh, like, there's this one guy who, he's an engineer. I've never really spoken to him. I think he's Eastern European. But he pulls his pants down to his knees when he's using the urinal. Oh, you've mentioned this fellow. Yeah. yeah. I thought for sure that guy might have like a Kalashnikov or something in his trunk. Yeah. Like he seemed the type. And so I was kind of secretly hoping like I might be in this emergency workplace incident. Do the you engineers know? at your work, do they play Dungeons and Dragons during lunch? Yeah. They, yeah they I don't do. know if it's Dungeons do and Dragons. I it's I not think Dungeons it's, and Dragons. It's some other It's weird. another fantasy yeah. dice game yeah. though. Yeah. yeah. They all get together. Yeah. And they play this. In the in like the uh in the well, there's a couple of different cafeterias, but in one of our cafeterias, you go in the back of it and it's like there's like fifteen people during lunch playing this game. Yeah. It's weird. 
and it's weird because it's like Fridays. it's like it's like I'm sitting by myself, and I'm like, oh, they're not gonna ask me to play. And I'm like, wait a minute, am I an opposite world? What is going on here? You know, <laughs> wait, are you actually envious that like kind these of, guys playing? I'd be like, well, I'd like to play. They never asked me to play. You know, <laughs> this is kind of how my mind works sometimes. I think they um, know better than that. And then I think about me. that, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Has yeah, they, the world they gone play, mad? They play Magic the Gathering there, too. Have apes evolved from men, you know? I, I don't get it. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so what I was trying to segue into is... Uh, I the, think they were one day, time they were playing a game... I think it was like, who's... I think it was something like, who's Hitler? And they were trying to guess at the table who was Hitler. One of the people was Hitler, and you had to figure out who it was. Wait, it, it's one of those... Oh, I've, I've played those games. I played a yeah. game where it's like werewolves. There are three werewolves amongst a group, yeah. and you had to go kill townsfolk or something. Yeah. And guess who yeah. it is? So it's a similar kind of game like that, but who's Hitler? Yeah, and I was like, I I would love to play who's Hitler. You know? Hmm. I'd bring wow. a lot to the table there. You would think that would be an HR dilemma there. You, who's Hitler? Who's Hitler? Yeah, you'd think so. But yeah. Whatever. <laughs> We need coders. I don't know. You know. Yeah. Anyway, they get they get away with a lot more. But yeah. So anyway, they laid off people, and there were no incidents, unfortunately. But mm. we don't know. I mean, it could happen in the future. One mm. of them could become a smiley face killer, which yes. is the intro topic we have uh, for this week. Um, you know, I've I've read a lot about the smiley face killer theories that have been out there. Yeah. And it's been an internet conspiracy for at least the past ten years or so. Hmm. But it's it's an interesting uh, theory, uh, uh, you know. Forty victims, forty men, have died over the past two decades. Um, some say there's a group of killers known as the Smiley Face Killers. Mm-hmm. Um, some say that it's not related at all. There's no serial killer gangs or serial killers out there doing this. But the theories abound on the internet about this. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of fascinating. So between 97 and 2008, authorities pulled the dead bodies of more than 40 young white men out of rivers and lakes in more than 25 cities across 11 states. Mm. They'd mostly all been college-aged, popular, and athletic. Most had last been seen leaving bars of parties while heavily inebriated. Mm. So what I would, I I think, first infer when I'd read this, I mean, it is kind of odd that... uh, you know, it's you hear forty young white men. Well, people like frat boys all the time die of stupid reasons because yep. they're drunk. Yeah. You know, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like they're trying to, you know, it's a challenge to like fucking swim naked across this freezing river. Yeah. You know, it's. I like, mean, at least four a year are killed by the Mothman alone. So yeah. It so happens. I, I mean, that's so reading about this, like you know, and and there's a lot of police have theorized that the men had grown too, gotten too drunk, you know lost their balance, you know, fell off a dock, fell, fell in the water, couldn't swim, and, and they died, you know. Um, I mean, that happened to me when I was in Florida. I fell off the dock into the intercoastal, mm. you know, and uh, I, I was only in there for a couple seconds and then just kind of got out, but I was like, holy shit. I mean, it can happen. So, you know, that's How why far not, did you fall? Ah, like five feet. It wasn't that far. Okay. It was like off, I was walking on the dock, and I was wasted. I drank probably at least three quarters of a fifth of bullet. And then I was just wasted. And I think I just lost my balance, just kind of stepped off the side and just fell in the water. It was warm water. And then just kind of sort of swam over the ladder and got out. But um, my girlfriend's family still brings that up all the time. 
That's because funny. I tried to play it off like nothing happened. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, like I went, yeah. They're all like, why are you so wet? And I'm like, uh, I fell in the pool. And they're like, really? Because we're standing by the pool. We didn't see that. I'm like, all right. I fell off the dock. <laughs> yeah. That up. But anyway, what I'm saying is that happens. Frat boys die because of stupid, drunken antics all the time. So that's yeah. why... I wouldn't find anything suspicious about this or think that there's some kind of serial killer connected to it, except for the fact that painted on the walls near the locations of 22 of these dead bodies was the same symbol time and time again, a smiley face. My God. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. That's weird. Yeah, it's very weird because um, it's not like that's one of the most common symbols of the modern day age, you know? Yeah, but is this or like anything. the Watchmen or something? Yeah, I mean, yeah, since the 60s, it's it's been a popular fucking thing. You know, probably the only symbol I could think of that's more popular than the smiley face is a heart. Yeah, I, I don't think, think about it, you know? What about a cock and balls? Don't people spray paint that? <sighs> Maybe as a graffito. And by the way, that's correct if you're... Graffito. That's the word. Graffito. Yeah, a singular, a singular piece of graffiti is a graffito. Yes, um, graffito. but not as a general symbol. Whereas a smiley face is both. Its Would, ubiquity stretches across uh, both, uh, you know, the mainstream and the uh, vandalism stage. I guess. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I wonder what the uh, the investigators would think if it was just like a cock and balls was like crudely spray painted by each victim. Right. Yeah, <laughs> the cock and ball killers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, given the presence of the graffiti and the similarities among how judging by all the died, evidence, we've come to the conclusion that the suspect is in seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no. So, because of the graffiti and the similarities amongst the victims, the two investigators here had been insisting that the deaths had been the work of a serial murderer or a gang of murderers now known as the smiley face killers. Huh. Yeah. One of the investigators said here that they're psychopaths. They have no remorse, but the question is, so over what, two decades, 20 years, they haven't found anyone. So is there a killer or are these two or these people? Is it like a survival of the fittest kind of thing? A, a Darwin award. Right. I know. So these investigators here, um, that are responsible for popularizing the smiley face killer theory as in 2008, uh, Kevin Gannon and Anthony, uh, was it Duarte? Yeah, Duarte. Um, they based a significant amount of their theorizing on the disappearance of a 21-year-old uh, Fordham University student named Patrick McNeil in New York City in 1997. Mm. Apparently, he was last seen leaving a bar called the Dapper Dog on Manhattan's Upper East Side. Probably a place you and I have never hung out at. The Dapper Um, Dog. The Dapper Ah. Dog. Mm. Uh, Police and family searched tirelessly for him until his body was found April 7th, 1997, in the water floating near a pier um, in the Bay Ridge section of Brooklyn. Yeah. So it looked like an accidental drowning. Mm. But Gannon... Kevin Gannon here disagreed and vowed to the young men's parents that he would find out the truth. So he was a retired uh, detective when he really started investigating. So he retired in 2001 from the NYPD. He enlisted Duard, his old partner, and they set out to learn what happened to McNeil 
and some of these other young men who died under similar circumstances. Hmm. And Gannon got really into it. I mean, this guy, they made a, a firm called Nationwide Investigations, and he even mortgaged his own home to fund the investigation. Yes. I mean, he got, he kind of like really got into it. I mean, this you know is who like more he reminds than a me of? Do you remember the, the private detective who, who like ruined his entire life to try and prove that Courtney Love had Kurt Cobain killed? Oh yeah. In that documentary. And Kurt it's like, and he's, li- he's living, yeah, he's living out of his car in the parking lot of a McDonald's. And he's like, she's my Moby Dick. She's my white whale. And I'm Captain Ahab. <laughs> And I'm, excuse me, I uh, just let me eat this Egg McMuffin, you know. <laughs> That's what happens to these guys. They retire and then they, you know, they they start golfing and then they either, you know, eat their service revolver or they yeah, get they caught do. up in a weird, crazy thing. In a weird crime or, yeah, yeah. A weird investigation and just kind mm-hmm. of like become obsessed with it. Um, so in the yeah, case of McNeil here... Uh, yep. They found copious evidence suggesting he'd been killed by someone and then placed in the water. Intoxication consistent with drugging. A car had actually seen him, uh, a car had been seen following him after he left the bar. He had ligature marks on his neck, charring on his head and torso, and body positioning in the water, which is inconsistent with just typical drowning. Mm. So they concluded that he had been stalked, drugged, abducted, bound, burned, killed, and then dumped in the water. It's a lot of uh, of uh, evil activities going on there. So they think they had like a, a you know a killer on their hands, and then finding out about all these other guys. These uh, there are four more young men who fit the pattern, who had disappeared in Minnesota, Minnesota and Wisconsin mm. in two thousand three. Did and you they, read the one? They died similarly about Dakota uh, James. James Dakota? No, which which no, guy was that? Dakota James is his name. Oh, Dakota. He James. was like, yeah, he was like, he called his friend, this his girl. He's a gay dude, and he was like, da- you, you know, he was like, just wearing a shirt in like downtown Pittsburgh, and he was like, all drunk or drugged or something, and he's like, I need you to come pick me up, and he's like, I don't know what's going on, and then two weeks later, he was dead. That was the one that's like when, you know, the Daily Beast did an article about it, and they're describing that, and it's so eerie and weird that. It, you could tell you could see why people get into it but yeah. how did he die i mean was it also suspicious was it just a drowning or was it like yeah there were like ligature marks or i, I don't think there were ligature marks was there so was there uh, the presence of the smiley face graffiti like he went missing it, do, it doesn't it doesn't actually say if there's because the weird thing about these smiley face graffiti because I, I was reading like the center for homicide studies report on it and there's no criteria for like how far away from the body the smiley face is, you know? That was my next question. I yeah, was wondering, because like... it's like also if you dump a body in a fucking river, you don't know where it's going to end up. So it's like who's to say where the fucking smiley face is? You know what I mean? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, maybe it like floated, you know, yeah. 40 yards down the down the river. And then next there's like a, you know, a, a smiley yeah. face graffiti that's been there for yeah. 20 years. Smiley face is a very popular graffito because anybody can draw a smiley face. Because it's easy. Yeah. Um, These smiley faces that they found, did they do any kind of like, you know, trying to date it, trying to figure out how old the the, the paint is? Um, Because can't you do that? Probably. Like, I mean, they can do that with like fossils and things like that. Because you think it's like, okay, we found this, this guy died. We found this body. 
Mm. Oh, and there's a smiley face graffiti on the wall. Well, then you actually do some kind of like testing of the paint or whatever, or testing of the, the stone or the wall. And then you find out, well, actually the, the smiley face has been here for five years. Just to update you on two questions you asked earlier. Um, his, the Dakota James was found in the river. His death was ruled an accidental drowning. Um, and he yeah. had GHB in his system like the other people. Uh, but, and also if your college roommate kills himself, you don't get straight A's. Oh, you don't. You don't. So See, I knew just, it. I knew you yeah, didn't. Yeah, you were right. When you're right, you're right. So uh, <clears throat> Gannon and Duarte were uh, sure, because of these four other guys, these four other young men who fit the pattern and who had died in Minnesota and Wisconsin, they were sure now that they were chasing a serial killer. But what I was saying before is a lot of the guys were gay. The, all I've, these guys were? Well, that's the thing. A lot of them were, is what I've read. I haven't read if they were leaving gay bars, or but they were, oh. yeah, I, I'm not, I mean, that's definitely something to consider, but yeah. they but they were like white men, young, yep. Yep. and they're all, they all died in similar ways. And not to mention, there was the presence of the smiley face graffiti. So that caused Gannon and Duarte to think that there was a serial killer. And they feel like the smiley face killer may have been motivated to kill out of envy. So I'm wondering if it's like, an Elliot Roger type killing all the chads, or maybe it's like a John Wayne Gacy hunting gay guys or Dahmer or something. I see. Well, the weird thing is because they're like, Oh my God, they all had GHB in their system. But it's like, I don't know. Uh, out, of, out of the people I know, I, I don't know any self-respecting gay man who goes out partying on the weekend without GHB in his system. Like, I don't think it, I don't think that's even possible. Well, I think it's, but you know, in I don't terms know. of in terms of people I know in LA, you know what I mean. But how Come many on. straight guys do you know that party? You know, do GHB on the not weekends? Not many, not many. Yeah, so I mean that yeah. that's definitely now that's a, that's an interesting theory. So you've read that they they think the killers have been targeting just gay party guys. Yes. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see that. I was wondering about that. I was wondering if it was like we're killing you know young attractive guys. Out yeah. of jealousy, but it sounds like maybe that's what it is. Mm. You know, uh, Andrew Kuninen type or something. Right. Um, well, I mean, if you if you want to kill guys, it's easier to kill gay guys. Well, yeah, I mean. Because you could just be like, hey, come over, meet me in this alley, you know, and then like, boom, done deal. I, I was talking about that with my brother. I was like, yeah. you, you just pretty much like go online at 3 a.m. on yeah. Grindr or whatever and say, hey, I have party favors, come over. And then a dude will just get in a cab or take an Uber to your house, come over and be like, here, drink this. There's GHB in it. Then they just drink it. And next thing you know, you, you have sex. That's, I mean, there's that's, a lot of trust how, there. That's how hung young terrorist fucks, you know? God, it's, um, it's just crazy to like me to do something like that. Yeah, but, um, you know, I will say, though, that w if you're in a sexual situation and there's like a 1% to 2% chance of just being murdered by the person, it makes it way more fun. <laughs> it Way just heightens the passion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. Um, Duarte claimed in 2008 that the killer would be the opposite of the victims. Not smart, someone not good in school, maybe doesn't have a job and not popular. And he would lash out by drugging and murdering the men before dumping the bodies in the water. So mm. do you think it's like a gay dude who's just not attractive that never gets laid? Because for a gay guy not to get laid at a bar, you got to be pretty hideous. But I got to say, the, 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 the way to make this work is it has to be a group, right? It can't just be one person in order to have this. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure because, I mean, yeah. it's like 
it's over two decades. I mean, it didn't happen all at once, like over two decades. I mean, it just goes around and mm-hmm. I'm in Minnesota for a couple of weeks. I'm going to drug and kill a couple guys. You know, I'm not sure you'd need a gang to do it. And they weren't grabbing, you know, they weren't getting four young men at once. Yeah. I mean, why do they think there's a gang? Um, well, you know, as you know, we live in what right now we live in, I don't know what the French philosopher Baudrillard would call the hyper real, um, which allows for things like QAnon to become, you know, mainstream. Um, I've always been of the, of the, of the opinion that like there's no and who knows i could be wrong like jagger hoover being like there's no organized crime you know i just don't see it as it's just like i'm a big occam's razor person and it's just like big gangs of murder you know big like cabals of murderers it just doesn't make sense to me it's just so complicated and so dramatic that it doesn't seem real um, so I don't, I don't believe, but it's exciting. It's like, ooh, 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 you know, well, the idea of it's very fascinating, yeah. but yeah. Th- that's the other thing too. Like this, the smiley face, mm. I think is also just kind of coincidental. I don't think it's, yes. you know, you're incidental. I don't, I don't think it, there's any kind of connection here. I mean, it's my, unless, unless they could like carbon date it or something. I just don't think there's a real connection to the fact that this very common piece of graffiti is next to happens to be by this body that's been found in a river. What's the name of the? Oh, they have a website. These guys, these detectives. Oh, Global Death Investigations. Global, are they still investigating it right now? GDinvestigations.com. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's 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 uh, it's pretty fucking funny. Um, I read that. Uh, so so they feel that the smiley face uh, is is the killer signing his work or taunting the police. But you think they also... have a map, map of America with thumbtacks and they're like if you connect these thumbtacks it's it's a draw it's a picture of troll face, you know, or something, you know. Well they also say it's kind of uh, the other thing that uh, the significance of the smiley face symbol is unclear, but what's also kind of unclear is the is the occasional graffiti of the word sin cinema that's mm. appeared at some of these death scenes. Right. So that that's like a, a Native American word for yep. rattlesnake mound. Yes. so why would that happen to be near the smiley face, near the dead body? I guess it's cause like burial mounds. There were you know, obviously, you know the Norse and Celtic, all sorts of cultures have burial mounds. It's been a thing. There's a lot of burial mounds in the North America. Some of them are shaped like snakes. Like there's one in Ashland, Kentucky where Charles Manson grew up. That's very famous and large. Hmm. Um, you know, I guess it, maybe because it sounds occulty and scary and something, you know? So, um, Cincinnati, I guess is yeah. a street in like Dubuque, Iowa or something. So it's maybe- a street. It's probably a street in a lot of places, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, because there, like, there's a lot of streets named after random words, random uh, Native American words. You know? They also don't explain yeah. like yeah. how far this graffiti was found yeah. from the bodies. There's at least you 15 know. streets named that in the United in the United States. So yeah. So yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I, I guess I was reading. Uh, there is a famous Cincinnati mound, I think, in Iowa, where a white like a uh, pioneer couple was mutilated by some uh, Indians. Okay. 
and so they, they the detectives feel that that might be that might explain why that word is being found next to these bodies that totally explains it to yeah. me. I, I don't need any other that's it i got it did you read yeah. about this guy christopher jenkins so in 2006 the investigators thought they finally caught a break a University of Minnesota student named Christopher Jenkins had been pulled out of the Mississippi River in Minneapolis out of an, after a night of bar hopping with friends. Um, and his official cause of death was listed as accidental drowning. But the detectives believed that he fit the victim profile for the smiley face killer. And so his parents uh, refused to, uh, to believe it was an accidental death. They, think, they felt that there was, uh, they insisted that there was foul play. So they were working with the investigators on this one. Um, mm-hmm. The mother, Christopher Jenkins' mother, Jan Jenkins, says he was loaded into a vehicle, driven around, and eventually murdered. He was murdered and thrown away like a piece of trash. Mm. So don't you think like uh, these she guys... She also wrote and sold a book about it. Oh, Just... did she? Yeah, should point that out. Oh, okay, well, um, <laughs> well, well, there's some motivation for her mm-hmm. theories. Mm-hmm. It was in 2006 an informant came forward in prison and gave police enough information regarding Jenkins' death, they don't really specify what that information is, that they changed his cause of death from accidental drowning to homicide. So, I mean, if the police were able to do, you know, change the, uh, the, the, the actual uh, the cause of death, mm. I don't know. But the Minneapolis police came out and said they didn't believe there was a serial killer uh, responsible for Jenkins' death or for the dozens of other deaths that Gannon and Duarte um, had been like investigated as part of their theory. So do you, I mean, so do you really think, I mean, I don't know. I find it really hard to believe that there's a theory I mean, or that there's actually a group of smiley face killers going out killing gay dudes. Yeah. That, that congregate on the dark web yeah. and only, yeah. I mean, no, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. And if you read the center for homicide, whatever the fuck it's called report um that debunked it, it. it it debunks it pretty well the center for homicide research um but uh here's my favorite part of the story G- gannon what's his first name uh his name is uh let me see here what is his first name kevin gannon or something okay yeah yeah all right let's say that so he was actually accused of um sexual in uh minnesota was, he was accused of sexual assault um, in by, one of, by, by a college student who knew one of the missing dead guys. Yeah. Um, check this out. Um, <clears throat> according to one, because they were there to like, you know, talk to the students and help them look for graffiti and shit. Uh, according to one searcher organizer, Gannon had not done much to help, with the exception of hanging around downstairs, talking with female volunteers and eating. Okay. Um <laughs> Uh, and telling war stories. Other students told investigators that Gannon called the alleged victim pretty and complimented her on her, quote, beautiful legs. Okay. And then um, the student, who's not named, she's very distraught about it, um, you know, joined the search because she kind of knew the guy. And uh, the student said Gannon asked to see her because he was leaving the next day, made it sound like he was accompanied by Duart, but he came alone and drove her to the bank parking lot. After some chit-chat about cases, Gannon grabbed her foot, which she had injured days earlier, and started, quote, kissing and licking my toes, <laughs> telling me that if I was with a guy who wouldn't kiss or lick my toes, he wasn't good enough. <laughs> 
That's very funny. This part is less funny. Uh, she said Gannon eventually put his hands inside her underpants and penetrated yeah. her before driving her back. Okay, that's actually not funny at all. Let me rephrase that. It's not less funny. It's not funny. Jesus, um, yeah. Wait, yeah. While, so, while he's investigating a murder, he's doing this? Oh, yeah. Wow. I think this is just like an excuse to meet co-eds. Yeah, it sounds like to me. It's like, yeah. now I can go hang out in college campuses saying yeah. I'm this, investigating a murder. <laughs> Meanwhile, chasing some tail. Honey, if you're with a guy who won't kiss or lick your toes, he's not good enough for you. For, for some reason, I keep envisioning George C. Scott, like a guy that <laughs> looks like George C. Scott. It's like, honey, you got to yeah. lick your toes. You got to lick the toes. You're not that far off, you know. Does he look like him? I, I didn't see a picture uh, of the guy. One of them does. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. There's three guys. I don't know which is which. <laughs> but um, that kind. I feel like that kind of like, Invalidates. Well, it sort of discredits it discredits, it discredits a lot. everything they've done yeah. in my mind you know i mean like, it just sounds it. like he's a horny old pervert yeah. like a horny old goat but now they get a show on fucking oxygen which is weird you yeah know? you know is it a show or is it a documentary i don't know but i know it, i know it focuses on them <laughs> and it's like they didn't end up pressing charges in this investigation but they're like oh it's because he wouldn't cooperate which to be fair, he was a cop. Why would he ever cooperate? It doesn't make sense. Um, he knows how that shit goes down. Uh, but it, did, it, it was a credible complaint against him. It just they didn't have enough evidence. Did uh, you find any information about this? So in 2006, an informant came forward, which I mentioned before, mm -hmm. um, and said that he had enough information regarding Jenkins' death to make them say that it was a homicide. Did they ever explain what it was that this informant had? Um, Have you no, came across I, that? I read about that, but he was a jailhouse informant, right? Yeah, he was a yeah, prisoner. Yeah, yeah. very reliable. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what he had. I don't know what he had. See, that's the thing. Oh, he, I think he said that he killed one of them or something. Oh, something okay. really stupid. Yeah, uh, he was responsible for the death in the Jenkins case. So. I feel that if uh, they were really investigating this or actually doing a serious investigation, you would actually you know, exhume the corpses and find out the cause of death and find out if there's any, anything that actually happened that could possibly be related. But I mean, at least a dozen people in prison have confessed to the murder of John Benet Ramsey. Yeah. That, that's a fact. So, and it's only in prison. Think of all the people yeah. who've confessed outside of prison. Yes. I mean, that's the thing. I don't think it would be that difficult to go around and be a serial killer of gay dudes. Right. I mean, I think a lot of gay dudes would be willing, you know, willing to be drugged and tied up. Mm. And, what, and so, I mean, I don't, that's why the fact that they're like, oh, it's this gang, this mysterious gang mm. on the dark web. I doubt it. I mean, it's probably mm. a gay serial killer that just is, you know, there actually there might be, you know, mm. that might be completely unrelated. I don't even think the smiley face even plays any kind of role other than happenstance. Well, one thing that the, the the report, the debunking report talks about a lot is how many fucking college age guys get drunk and fall into rivers and drown accidentally. Yeah. All the like time. A lot. A lot of them, you know. So that's you're referring to the uh, Center for Homicide Research yeah. who yes. re uh, released a report in 2010. They had 18 reasons why there's no smiley face killer. And a lot of it advanced the, uh, the ideas that the vast majority of victims show no evidence of physical drama or drugging. And uh, they do, um, and, and suggest accidental drowning because they're drunk dudes. Happens all the time. And as for the smiley faces, 
the researchers state they're not consistent with each other, have never been proven to have been made around the times of the deaths, and they don't reliably occur within close proximity to the death scenes. Do you think that drug dealer you and I use has uh, GHB? Possibly. It's been a while since I've done that. She can it's get fun. a lot of stuff. Yeah, so yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Good time. You know, it's, it's funny. My brother, huge proponent of GHB. Oh, sure. I asked him, I was like, do you do it? He goes, yeah, every now and then. He's like, but any young guy he meets on Grindr, he's yep. like, they're not going to come over unless I have it. Right. So I was like, so it just seems to be like this necessary drug for gay dudes. Yep. You know? Um, yeah. It's kind of like L.A. chicks and cocaine. Um, so uh, the researchers wrote in this paper, in this uh, homic- the, when they were disp- debunking the theory, they said, throughout history, society has always needed to produce monsters, often called folk devils, to help explain the unexplainable. The sleep of reason produces monsters. Monsters. So if you think about it, I think that's exactly what's going on here. It's like, yep. you know, there's a... There's a few deaths. Let's try to make a connection here. Let's try to connect it to some kind of random symbol that's a very popular piece of graffiti. Yep. That's you know that's ubiquitous, and let's try to make it into like this kind of folk devil, this gang of murderers preying yeah. on our young men. <laughs> I, I'm surprised they haven't tried to, to like advance some kind of. It's a group of feminists. Speaking of on. Um... Preying on young men. Guess who I uh, saw yesterday, last night? The hung young terrorist? Tony Todd. Tony Todd, played, who's that? Played Candyman in oh. the Candyman films. Wow. Oh, wait. Hello. Where'd you see him? I went to go see Blackula at the Egyptian, and there was some like larger event about black horror, and, uh, and he was there. It was, I had a bunch of people were there, like the chick from The Craft and like Keith David and a bunch of people. Um, Feruza But Bob. yeah. He was, uh, no, not Fruza Balk, because as far as I know, she's white. Oh. All right? Yeah. <laughs> Who was the um, black chick from the crowd? Oh, I forget her name. Yeah, I don't know her name. I thought she was um, like Persian or something. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe. But she didn't, I don't, I don't know if she did anything after that movie. Um, she's still alive? Yeah, I saw her. Really? Last night. Yes, I just said that. No, Fruza Balk. Oh, Fruza Balk. Yeah, she owns, well, she, she sold it recently, but that store, Pan's Pipes. Oh, the witchcraft store. Yeah, Kwanga. yeah, she, she owned that. that place. Yeah, it's great. Go buy wands um, and, and like crystals. Yeah, yeah. but she's, yes, they're all still alive. They're doing fine. But um, yeah, I saw Tony Todd and I was like, oh my God. Did you go up to him, Candyman, Candyman? No, I was talking to a friend of mine and, and, and she was like, oh, did you go up and talk to him? And I'm like, no, what the fuck would I have to say to the candy man? You know what I mean? Who am I? And then, but then immediately what popped into my head is what my mom would say to him, which would be like, well, it's very nice to meet you, but to me, candy man will always be Sammy Davis Jr. Which is, <laughs> and that's absolutely, because sometimes like my mother lives in my brain and it's like, I know what she would say in any given situation. And that is totally what she would say. I do so. wish Sammy Davis Jr. was in that movie, though. Yeah. I played that role. <laughs> a candy great. man. <laughs> yeah. He's like, who's yeah. calling me? Yeah. A candy man. Um, that's a great movie, though. make a pie and wrap it in a sigh? <laughs> I'm going to slit your thigh open. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so anyway, I think these guys are getting some, I don't know, bit of recognition right now for this pointless investigation. 
Um, but it is a, you know, it's a, a, a long-standing internet conspiracy theory. The smiley face killers, are they real? Well, my, I, what I say is that when you find Sammy Davis Jr.'s missing eye, you'll have your answers. I think, I definitely think that's, that is the source of truth. <laughs> Sammy yes. Davis's eyes. Uh, People's episode 672 here, sick and wrong. We have news stories coming up next. Phone calls a little bit after that. Uh, but first, here's a word uh, about a Patreon page. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a sick and wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better sick and wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. So both stories we have here are drug-related. The first one that I'm going to do is about a surgeon who caused the death of a woman by putting cocaine on his penis before having sex with her. Right. He was uh, jailed recently. And this guy was like a, like a, a famous, like, you know, as a, you know, a, a internationally recognized surgeon um, from Germany. He caused the death of a woman by secretly putting cocaine under his foreskin before they had sex. Oh my. He's been jailed for nine years. Who does that? Have you ever even heard of that? No. But again, it's, I'm I'm fairly ignorant on um foreskin politics, you know? <laughs> but how much cocaine can you put under your foreskin? I don't know. Because I was yeah. wondering, like, you know, is it a bump? And if yeah. it is a bump, I definitely would never want a bump from this guy. Like Well it's I, I that's the only kind of smegma i'll deal with i'll just say that right now you know what i mean coke smegma <laughs> yeah yeah coke smegma yeah okay do you think you, know? you could roll it into a ball dry it out and smoke it uh but, but yeah that's probably that's what you'd want to do or just you know put it in your scotch or something and just drink it you know i mean i've heard Filled of booty germs. bumps like booty right. bumps is something i've heard before but right. foreskin bumps yeah at first, I thought like maybe now I've heard everything. <laughs> maybe I thought you know maybe she's like snorting it out of his foreskin, but no, he was like putting it in his foreskin and surreptitiously having sex with her within his foreskin. A, she must be a real lightweight. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, or he's getting some really grade A shit. I don't know. Also, it's kind of weird, like move to be like. I like to make women's vaginas more numb. That's how, <laughs> you know, you like tingle. Yeah. 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 It's like, Oh, okay. So it's like harder for them to orgasm. But the other generally. thing too about I, this is yeah. how do you secretly do that? Like you go into the bathroom first and you, you yeah. Know. But wouldn't you be worried it's going to fall out? Do you hold the tip of your foreskin closed? I, again, I don't know how this, I don't know how it works and I don't, I'm happy with my level of knowledge. Do you have about, any foreskin friends, like friends of foreskins? Um, <laughs> some, <laughs> hey, some of my best friends are foreskins, all right? My foreskin friend over here. Yeah. 
Um, no, but I mean, I hear a lot about them from um, female friends of mine. I guess is my my main interaction with foreskins. I, you know, so, I bet you you should ask Hung Young Terrorist this question because yeah. she knows a lot about foreskins. She does. Ask her if she's ever used cocaine from a foreskin. Okay. Like I, I would, I, I'm just wondering, like how the guy would secretly do it. Like, does he go right. to the bathroom, shove like a gram of coke up in his foreskin, and then walk out and be like, "I'm ready to go." Yeah. I I don't know. It's or or do you do it like you put on a condom? Like you just kind of lean over, grab the condom, you know, rip the bag open with your teeth, and just kind of put it on. I don't yeah. Know. It's hard to do that secretly. So Dr. Andreas David Niederbickler, 43, who's been compared to Fifty Shades of Grey character Christian Grey, um, with details of his relationships with a string of female partners revealed as he stood trial in a court in uh, southern Germany. He was found guilty of rape and GBH, leading to death after he spiked several women's champagne with drugs to make them sex- more sexually compliant. You'd think he would have, should have like taken a, a lesson from Bill Cosby. Because Cosby never... I mean, he spiked a lot of women's drinks, but he never killed any of them. Um, right. A court ruled that he'd killed a 38-year-old just, just want to point. Just wanted to just point out that a second ago you said that someone should take a lesson from Bill Cosby. <laughs> so just, 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 you know, well, I'm just saying, if you're going to learn how to make it. a hot Cosby, you should probably make sure you're not going to, you know, endanger the person's life. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sure. You got to put the GHB in small amounts in the pudding. <laughs> Um, he's been sentenced to nine years in prison with additional preventative detention, which means that after he serves his nine-year sentence, and if he's still deemed a risk, he can continue to be detained after that. I didn't know we even we don't do that here. Preventative um, detention, do we? No. Is that we parole, don't. or is that like? Well, no, we don't do that, parole. but we have a por- yeah. I mean, parole is a, is pretty much a closed system that keeps people pretty much easily in the system. I think. Yeah. Also, I mean, we do a thing similar. like we didn't used to do. I don't know when we started doing this. We did it in the 80s or started doing it in the, in the 90s, I think. It used to be like, I don't know, in the 70s, it's like if you were arrested for fucking robber in a liquor store, they charge you with armed robbery. Now, if you rob a liquor store, you get charged with nine fucking things. But did you get you, like domestic terrorism? and? No, also- you don't get direct, but, but you're like, you get like possession of a felony, of a firearm, and the use of a felony. Armed robbery, uh, dangerous liaisons, and there's just like nine like weird things, you know. They just and, tack it on. Yeah, they just tack it on and tag yeah. it on, and then it's like, okay, that's how you get um, a life sentence for armed robbery, essentially, where no one dies. That's how our legal system works now. So, um, during the trial here, the German doctor had not commented on the cases and merely let his lawyer address the court, saying that the doctor never intended to kill the woman and he voluntarily wants to tackle his cocaine addiction. What you the know, fuck does this have to do with Fifty Shades of Grey? Well, one of the women said that, she, that he reminded her of that. I'll get to that in a oh. second. But uh, you know you have a cocaine problem when you're shoving it in your foreskin. Right. But you know, I, I was thinking about this. I don't have a foreskin, but maybe, maybe because of nerve endings or something, I don't know what's it. You know, maybe it's like a way you can just, instead of snorting it 
or mm. smoking it or shooting it, you just shove a gram in your foreskin and maybe it just hits you really fast. Yeah, I, I didn't know it was like a, like an absorbing membranous membranous skin there. I don't know. I, I didn't know either. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, as I mentioned before, I've heard of like shoving it up your asshole because it's like, you know, the membrane is so thin. But maybe it's similar with foreskins. I'm eating like mushrooms oh, as, we talk, as, as we're doing this story. I thought you were, were going to say I'm eating it. a hot dog right now. And I was like, yeah, that's yeah. disgusting. My, um, yeah, my co- cocaine hot dog. You, put, you, you get the hot dog, you pour it in cocaine, and then you wrap the bacon around it and you eat it. <laughs> Why would you just take the cocaine and put it in your dickhole? Well, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like you'd think that would like, get, you know, like right in the stream, like get in the spot. I guess so. I bet you it caused some kind of irritation. Mm. So Dr. Niederbickler here caused the death of 38-year-old hairdresser Yvonne by secretly putting cocaine on his penis before she performed oral sex on him. Mm. She became short of breath immediately afterwards and collapsed. An autopsy showed that she died from a cocaine overdose. So when I was reading this, I was thinking, I want to try some of this German blow. Because the shit we get delivered, I mean, it would maybe have given her a yeast infection. But I couldn't see it giving anything else than that. Yeah, my God. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, you sucked a dick with Coke on it, and you died. That must be some fucking good shit. Yeah. I mean, like, I've done so, you know? Why why am I not dead? You know, it doesn't make any sense when you think about these I things. I just don't think you've done any German cocaine. Nah, yeah. You know, I'm, also, I'm also wondering, because remember when we were in Scotland, we did a little bit of blow. And I was yeah. surprised because I'm like, where the fuck are you guys getting blow from? Because there's right. no Mexicans here. So I don't know yeah. where it's coming from. But I, They ship I, it over, you know, they ship it from... Yeah, but, but you think every, you know, my theory on cocaine, the closer you are to the source, the stronger it is. Yeah. So if it's coming from Colombia and you live in Costa Rica, it's probably pretty strong. You know, by the time it gets to LA, it's been stepped on a few times, but you can get some pretty decent stuff. By the time it gets all the way to fucking Scotland, to like yeah. fucking Edinburgh, I yep. imagine it's like you're basically just doing baby laxative with a tiny little bit of Coke. Right. And so, so I, I would think the same, you know, the same theory would apply to fucking Germany, but apparently... You know, you put some on your dick, a girl sucks your dick and dies. It's that powerful. It's that God potent. Damn. I know. I'm going to try some of that stuff. Mm. Um, according- and people want to leave the EU. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> according to Yvonne's friends, she had a long-running affair with this German surgeon and trusted him completely. She would often say to her friends uh, that she wanted to leave her husband for Dr. Niederbickler because he was like Christian Grey from Fifty Shades of Grey to her. Oh. So... I'm dating a German surgeon. German surgeon. <laughs> uh, the so. court found it proven that the doctor put cocaine on his foreskin before having vaginal, anal, and oral sex with three other women between uh, 2015 and 2018. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, the prosecutors say he also secretly put cocaine in the glasses of champagne that he served to his bed partners. Now, that just sounds wasteful to me. Like, how much yeah. cocaine did this guy get? He had, wait, he had glasses of it? What? No, so he gave them champagne. And he oh, put, wait, he okay. put the cocaine in the glasses. I uh, used to do that sometimes with Scott, with With scotch? Whiskey. With whiskey, You'd yeah. put cocaine in the scotch. I'd put like a dash uh, in my drink, yes. Did it make a difference? Yeah, you get a little, you know. Huh. It's, it's not like the most efficient way to fucking do it, but 
you know. Yeah, I'd I just had a lot it. at the time, so it's like whatever. Which is, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, mm. I mean, I guess if I had a little extra, I wouldn't mind trying. Mm. We used to snow cap uh, bowls every now and then. Um, the chief prosecutor said the surgeon wanted to make the women more compliant to his sexual requests. Mm. So he administered the cocaine to freely carry on further sex practices. You know, she has a point there because that's how you definitely get anal. A lot of women, it's like as soon as they do a little bit of cocaine, they're like, just put it in my ass. Like, I think it's like it, it's they lose that anal inhibition, you know? Okay. I think it's cocaine. I think cocaine uh, does that. Um, according to the local media, several victims reported being lightheaded after seeing the suspect. And one of the sex partners twice crashed her car after unknowingly taking cocaine during the sex sessions. While another woman lost consciousness completely and has since suffered nervous twitches. Dude, this guy gets the best shit. I think he gets it hand-delivered from Columbia. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's like permanently suffering nervous twitches from this cocaine. Hmm. Man. God. Uh, Apparently, he was the head physician at the Amius Clinic for Plastic Aesthetic and Hand Surgery in uh, the town of Halberstadt. So, Mm. yeah. But, God, this guy's got some better connections than I've ever had. Jesus Christ. Jealous. Yeah. All right. There you go. What do you have here for the second story? <clears throat> also drug related, I believe. Oh man, this is a this is an incredible one. Um man allegedly threw wife sex and meth fueled death party before police found their body. Yeah, this this is probably one of the best stories I've read in a long time. And yeah. we probably had n- no less than, I don't know, fifteen people send that story to us. Right. Yeah. Um Yeah, so a Minnesota man has been arrested after allegedly throwing a meth-fueled death party. Um, (laughs) Sounds like a... (laughs) Sounds like a name of a... a great name for a record. Meth-fueled death party. It sounds like an album. A big black record or something. Yeah, I think that's of Montreal's second album. (laughs) Um, uh, For his dying wife, whom he claimed didn't want to spend the rest of her life in a nursing home. Okay. Dwayne... Yeah. This story, I was going to point this out. This is a uh, a true story of love. Yeah. This is like pure love. That I don't think I've ever had this this level of love for another person. Well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I, I think this is true love. Man, mm-hmm. Well, we have theories about it, but okay. I think yeah. it's true love. All right. Um, Dwayne Arden Johnson, 58, of Searles, uh, called 911 Thursday morning to report the death of his wife, Deborah Lynn Johnson, 69 years old. I felt, I felt the need to say years old after that. Um, when police arrived on the scene, not only did they find the woman's lifeless body wrapped inside a sheet, but also cryptic words scrawled on the door of the home and a naked husband. <laughs> cryptic words. Yes, yeah. Um, so, uh, death parade god hell was written in red spray paint on the couple's front door. You know, I think Death Parade God Hell is a better name for an album. Uh, that's actually the name of um, a Japanese noise metal band that I manage. Oh, so, okay. Are yeah. they uh, like 14-year-old girls? Yep. Oh, wow. They're pretty good, yeah. Um, and they can also summon Mothra. Oh. So, yeah, it's pretty... Hell everybody of a wins. show. Uh-huh. Um... So, yeah, I don't know if he did that or if it was like, 
It seems like like whoever gets, you know, like like Patricia Krenwinkel, Big Patty, you know, of the Manson Girls. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you got to write some shit, and it's like really, really you got to misspell Helter Skelter, Patty. You're gonna <laughs> fuck everything up, Patty. You know. Well, did Come they on. graduate high school? I I think Patty. Gra- I don't think gra- that was a criteria to be a Manson girl. Definitely not. No. Yeah. Although meth, I mean, if you think about it, meth does make you kind of speak, well, think in tongues. So I imagine he was like, I don't know what he was writing. Right. Does it say? Um, no. Oh. No. But, you know, I don't know. But I, I, maybe it's a fucking Kathy Acker book I haven't heard of or something, <laughs> but who knows? Um, the, the newly widowed man <laughs> allegedly told authorities he gave his wife methamphetamine and that they had a death party before she died. Dwayne Johnson reportedly explained that he didn't call 911 when she was dying in order to respect her wishes. The pair reportedly had sex just hours before she died. You know, if this guy was intelligent, he should have filmed her, you know, prior to her death, he should have filmed her wishes, being like, this is what she wanted. Yeah, he's not, D. I know. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a picture of him. And he, have, you ever se- have you ever seen Snuffy Smith, the comic strip? Oh, yeah. He does it's like look about, like that guy. He looks like one of the fucking hillbillies from Snuffy Smith. Well, his face is all red. He's he's like, he's got scabs on his face and he's yeah. bald. But yeah, he does. I think it's the shape of his head. And he, yeah, he looks like he should be like, I don't know, in Appalachia hollering at you about his gold claim or something, you know? <laughs> the moonshine he just brewed. Yeah, yeah. So... That, you know, I don't think there's a lot of thought going into this. But I mean, um, had he done that, though, I wonder if there'd be if that would be considered like a mitigating circumstance. Like if because now they're going to charge him with the death of his wife. But he's like, oh, I was just carrying out her wishes. Well, yeah. But it's like if they can, I don't know, they test her body for meth that like kind of holds up his story a little bit, maybe. Um, and also, like, how did she die? Exactly. That's also important. Anyway, well, let's let's get into it here. The uh, husband allegedly removed Deborah from a medical care center against medical advice, according to Mankato Free Press. She had diabetes, mental health issues, and had recently suffered two heart attacks. <laughs> After taking her home, the couple allegedly did meth to the tune of Quiet Riot's 1983 album, Metal Health. <laughs> metal Health. And D, I don't know if you record. know this. I don't know if you know this, but according to the Surgeon General... Uh, metal health can drive you mad. It it can. Yeah. And so. that's probably what uh, precipitated this death party. We really need to have a conversation in this country about metal health, metal I think. Health yeah. Can drive you mad. That's a great song, man. I love that song. <laughs> that's a good, yeah. That was a good band. It was a good album when that came out. I do, I've never heard the whole album. But, I mean, it's better than songs. fucking Come On, Feel the Noise. I'll tell you that much. That song. Which they least. never even wrote that song. It was a Slade hmm. song, wasn't it? Oh, you're right. It was a Slade yeah, it song. It wasn't even, but, it, but they It's like my it. least favorite Slade song. Um, <laughs> Come on, feel the noise. Yeah. Um, uh, officials are calling the woman's death suspicious. An autopsy is pending. They're Several like, she guns. should have been listening to Twisted Sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay hungry, not Quiet Riot's mental health. It's suspicious. Yeah. Well, why, why didn't he have rats round and round <laughs> yeah. playing? Um... <laughs> So many unanswered questions. Several guns and ammunition were also allegedly found inside the couple's home, some of which were stolen. Was it a home or was it a trailer? 
I, I mean, they always they always kind of overlook that that key piece of information. Yeah, it was more of like a a, a lean to against a cave. I think actually. <laughs> So, but uh, stolen guns, huh? Yeah, not surprised. They also charged him with felony counts of theft and receiving stolen property. Uh, bail is two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So let's get a GoFundMe going. Yeah, um, it's not clear if he has a lawyer who could speak on his behalf. Um, I'm, I'm sure he has a rabid possum that can speak on his behalf. At least he <laughs> looks like he probably does. <laughs> I get uh, I got to do rabbit You know, I couldn't tell. I couldn't see the teeth count. Like I couldn't see yeah. how many teeth he had because his mouth was closed. But I imagine it'd probably be about four. Maybe he five. looks like he looks like the kind of guy that says "dad gum" a lot. <laughs> Dad, Dad gum. gum. I left my prospecting pick in my other pants or something. You know. Well, I'm sure he's operated the tilter world at least. <laughs> three or four times in his career yep so uh there you go he has a criminal past including assault and dwi convictions but there so. there's a key piece of information that i don't know if you uh i don't know if it was included in this story but i heard that uh i read that he had had sex with her after or right before she died i think she was dying and he had sex with her right yeah it said yeah it said that they had sex um before she died yeah so, so. He injected her just full of hours meth. before she died. Uh, so hour, okay, so it wasn't necrophilia. They we don't just know how they did the meth. Doesn't oh, say. Okay. Yeah. So they they had whatever taken mm -hmm. meth, consumed meth, yep. and then they're fucked up. She and she died from like meth poisoning. It doesn't say. They don't know. They're gonna or do a heart an attack or something. They, they're wow. gonna do an autopsy. They don't know. So if you okay, so I guess if we're gonna assume here, I'm gonna take his side here. And, uh, and and just kind of be an optimist that he actually was taking her best wishes. If she was like, I don't want to be stuck in a hospital, you know, in this home, you know, for the next 15 years, you know, on a feeding tube and eventually hospice and then die, I'd rather just go out like Quiet Riot would go out, you know, yeah. have a death, like a metal death. And like, we just party, do a bunch of meth, and then you fuck me. I'm listening to Quiet Riot the entire time. <laughs> And then die. I think that's beautiful. I mean, look, it, it it would be a lot easier to swallow this pill if um, he didn't look like an understudy from The Hills Have Eyes. You know, <laughs> I feel like so. Yeah, if yeah. he did look like an extra from The Hills Have Eyes, it yeah. would make more sense. But I do think it's kind of beautiful. This is like, you know how there's like Viking funerals where it's like, or, you know, where you put the body in a boat and like mm. shoot a flaming arrow into it and it lights it on fire. Yeah. I kind of feel this is like a Hessian funeral. Right. This is what a Hessian would do, like a white trash funeral. And it's like, you know, you, you give her the best going away party she ever can have. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, maybe Grant Morrison also. Be like, death parade, God bullet. Death and then he, God yeah. Bullet. And then he kills you with magical sigils or something. But there is a chance that she could be completely mentally incompetent. He just raped a dying woman. It's possible. So it can go either way, depending on how you look at it. I'm going to yeah. say it's a, I'm going to say this is like a, you know, romantic comedy. All I know is that the town of Hoot and Holler will never be the same. <laughs> I'm hoping Sandra Bullock and Bradley Cooper make this mm. into a movie. <laughs> Cause I would yeah. see it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, speaking of romance, um, 
Uh, we have uh, phone calls come up next, but first, here's a, a uh, Adam and Eve Valentine's Day message, expertly Ooh. read by Harrison. Free stuff is the best, but free stuff that will ignite your Valentine's Day is even better. Check this out. When you go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item, you'll get it at 50% off. That's amazing by itself, but here's where they load on the free stuff. When you enter my exclusive code at checkout DIDDLE, not only do you get 50% off the one item, you'll also get 10 tantalizing free items. First, for your viewing pleasure, six free movies. Next, a free mystery pack that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, free shipping. Now that's a lot of free Valentine's stuff. So head on over to adamandeve.com and be sure to use offer code DIDDLE. Again, that's D-I-D-D-L-E. DIDDLE, because without it, there will be no free Valentine's stuff. That's DIDDLE at adamandeve.com. So we have a few phone calls to get to. Uh, 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, the first call we have here is from Pearl. Remember Pearl? Sure, of course. Hey, Daddy. It's Pearl again. And I heard in the last podcast that Harrison was going to read fan fiction for us. And I wanted to give a recommendation for what he should look into when it comes to reading disgusting fan fiction that I have motivated to. So wait, she was saying that she has some suggestions for fan fiction for you. Did I make that request? That doesn't sound like me. I'm not sure. Although, okay. I mean, uh, don't we have a guy that writes fan fiction about you and yes, Steel? Yeah, that does happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I've only, I mean, the only fan fiction I've ever read in my life was erotic fan fiction about Step by Step. And um, also I read some Hogan's Heroes fan fiction. Who wrote Hogan's Heroes fan fiction? I don't know, but it was like, this was like in 1998 too that I read it online. You should start writing Perfect Strangers fan fiction now. You're right. <laughs> I wonder, do you think there's like a, I don't know if there's a market for it, but do you think there's like... Uh, yeah, there is. There is? D, and it was an HBO show that I almost sued. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot But um. That. But uh, yeah, but I'm glad I didn't because I probably wouldn't be working right now. So You know, I you wonder know. if that HBO show... I forget the name of it. It was called uh, the Leftovers. Leftovers yeah. Do you think that show is Perfect Strangers fan fiction? No. But wow. I mean, there's, you know, I don't want to get into it again. I'm going to get all upset. All right. All right. I don't want you to get all verklempt. I've got a show yeah. to finish. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a obscure kink that is actually debated on whether or not it's transphobic, if you know what that is. That's basically, you know, the hate. Why would I not know what that is, fear. Pearl? Yeah. Who does Why would know I not transphobic know what transphobic means? means? What am I, your fucking <laughs> racist uncle on Facebook? Come on. Trans Jesus what? Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Am, uh, am I your fucking Jimmy Buffett, Buffett swinger stepdad or something? Yeah, maybe I am. I, except I don't like Jimmy Buffett. Um, <laughs> I wish Jimmy Buffett went trans. Me too. I probably too. would like him then. But I tell you, though, when I was in uh, – I tell you. Uh, when I'll I was in you, Las Vegas, I had to like – cut through margaritaville or whatever and it was just like swinger town it was just like 
you know, baby boomers swingers in there. It was weird. Uh, so. Trans people or the exploitation of trans people. So there's this one variety of fanfic known as boy pussy, which is men being born with vaginas, and mm. they're still considered men. So by all... A mangina. Interesting. So wait, it's fiction called boy pussy. That's like a genre. I I'm, I feel like they're, you know, because there's like, what is that thing? Futanari? What is that again? Um, that's uh, Futanari is the Japanese word for hermaphroditism, um, which is used in a broader sense for androgyny. It's a type oh. of uh, hente porn. It's a type of hente porn. Futanari porn. But this sounds like yeah. it's specifically a man like, with vagina. Yeah. With a vagina. Yeah, th these are usually chicks with dicks, the, the hente futanari. So, yeah. Well, regards, they are dudes. They just happen to have vaginas. And that's mm. usually a the trademark of it is that they were born with said vagina and it works, it's fully functioning, but they were not transitory, you know, like they, they didn't transition from women. So like this type of fan fiction is like kind of obscure because in most boy pussy fanfics, it's usually having to do with men being pregnant. Like full on carry the term pregnancy and the catch to it is that it usually has to do with his other genre of fanfic known as alpha, beta, omega fanfic, which has to do with, like, you know, the animalistic field of, I don't know, furriness, taking out the anthro part but keeping the animalistic tendency within the realm of said boy pussy. And I am so confused right I now. I have no what idea what she's talking about. What the fuck is she about? talking about? Yeah. So wait, she's talking about the boy pussies. Alpha, beta, omega porn? So wait, there's alpha, beta, the, omega, but it's about furries, that, but without the fur? Isn't that the cult that lives in the subway in the second Planet of the Apes film? Where they have a nuclear bomb? Were they called the alpha? No, you're thinking of, uh, it was the oh. rival fraternity in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there was the but, one Ogre was in. Yeah, you're right. So wait, yeah. what is she saying? She's saying yeah. that there's porn about men with vaginas that want to be furries, but then they're shaved, so they're bald? Okay, there's a lot of moving parts here. Um, I just, okay, I just looked this up. I looked up her weird alpha, beta, omega thing. I found what? a Jezebel article, as you do, you know. They know everything. Definitely a Jezebel article. What Jezebel? What does Jezebel not know? That's my yeah, question. Yeah. But um, here, wait, hold on. Okay, yeah. So um, nod. They call it nodding. Nodding is a popular and not ting, like not with like a T. K N O T. Is, yeah, is a popular trend in fan fiction. It involves men having sex with men like wolves. Men so, having okay. sex with men like like a werewolf. Maybe, okay. Maybe, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a thing apparently, um, and it, it often leads to male pregnancy, which leads to male delivery, and the people giving birth to feces feces covered babies are often members of One Direction. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you add that, or is that in the no, article? No, I swear to Christ, <laughs> that's what it says. 
So wait, um, when the guys from One Direction procreate, the babies are born just covered in feces? Yes. You know, I believe and, that. Is that fan yeah. fiction or is that truth? Um, I don't, It's hard. It's a thin line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm lost and I'm found. I'm lost and I'm found. You know. Yeah, I guess I guess I just found like a a new genre of porn yeah. to 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 read about. And, and uh, it's one of the more obscure types of fanfic. But if you believe me or not, the most popular like series that came from this boy pussy phenomenon was actually Glee. Remember the high what? school musical show they had where they did all the covers of the popular songs? Yeah, just look up look, look just look up Glee Boy Pussy. You'll find a plethora of fan art and fanfics all ranging from graphic to not so graphic to full on just I will right now, D, I, I would like to do a bet with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, five bucks or something. I bet you Pearl has written fan fiction about the TV show Supernatural. How much Ooh. you want to bet about this? Uh, I don't think I'd bet because I agree with you. She probably yeah, yeah. has. Like, there's a real good chance. You know what I mean? She seems like the type to have done yeah. that. I smell like I sound. <laughs> and I'm lost in a crowd. I'm hungry like the wolf. What does that mean? I have no idea. Like I'm sorry. I just got thinking about that song I, now. I like so. how she says, uh, you know, I wonder if Duran Duran was into wolf boy pussy fan fiction, like Simon Le Bon. And it's boy spelled with an I because it's I'm guessing true. it is. Yeah. Uh, nodding exists in a world called the Omegaverse where humans follow the hierarchical structure of wolf packs. Alpha, beta, omega, apparently. Mm-hmm. I don't know about gamma fits, fits in there. You know, um, uh, but what? Sometimes <laughs> ome- omegas are uh, sometimes prized because there are a few of them or something. Um, they're the lowest ranking characters existing only to be bred. Um, sometimes, for instance, the Omega Sherlock Holmes's mother found him to mate with in Mummy No Thank You. What does that even mean? I'm I'm so confused by this. Yeah. Are these all these Omega Alphas and Beta? Are they all men? Okay, actually, according to this Jezebel article, nodding originated in supernatural fan fiction. So fucking oh, yeah. I think fuck you yeah. That. I think you won that. Um, I, you know, I, I I for a second I felt like the dad in the Apple Jacks commercial, <laughs> and I don't anymore. I feel like with it, you know. You know, I'm reluctant to uh, do a Google that. search for Glee. Boy pussy because my girlfriend occasionally uh, uses my computer and mm. I don't want her to accidentally go through my search history or just type something into the uh, you know the address bar and have it come up like Glee boy pussy because I how would you explain that you wouldn't um, <laughs> I mean I'd like to start a new uh, type of fan fiction that involves me having sex with George W Bush in the bathtub while he paints a portrait of a of me fucking him. Hmm, wow, that's very meta. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that'd be that'd yeah, be good. So, that'd be good. Uh-huh. Um, oh, and, and there's you know, right. What was that? Dubcon also is a thing. Dubious consent. Both parties may be willing, but they might also not be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dubious consent. But no one can stop the sex, and who really knows who wants what? Wow. 
Wow. And apparently there's a lot of dub con fiction from the Teen Wolf universe. From Teen Wolf? You know, I wonder if was Teen Wolf an Omega or a Beta or an Alpha? Like, what was he? <clears throat> um, was he the point guard or was he what, – what position did he play? I think on? he was it's a point guard. On... Okay. He's a Beta. Did he ever get impregnated? Um, I might have missed that. Uh, that I think that he got sequel. impregnated with a Frankenstein, with a shit-covered Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> and they listened to One Direction yeah. while it was born. Like that. Anyway, keep it sick, keep it wrong. Tell me if you read those, Harrison. I'd love to hear it. And have a good day. Well, I think you uh, just. I think. I think Harrison will be in a wormhole the rest of the evening. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to say, it's. This is, I'm having a lot of fun reading about this right now. So I. I want Pearl to send in some of her supernatural fanfic because yeah. I guarantee it. Ex- I yeah. guarantee it exists. You know, and and also just so you know. Um, what they refer to as the male impregnation aspects of these. It's called M-preg. M-preg, like E-M? M- no, just M. M. Preg. Oh, it's like M-preg. Yeah. Wow. M-preg. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, if you're, you know, talking about it on Reddit, which I do later, um, I'll know how to, you know, refer to it. You know, this is the reason the internet exists. Yes. people to propagate this type of stuff. Yep. Um, next call we have here is from, uh, from Jizzy Jake who uh, we haven't played any of his calls for a little while mm. on the show. The reason being is because Jizzy J calls in like 12 times a week. So a lot of it is kind of overflow. We <laughs> tend to play it on, uh, on the Patreon page. However, right. last week on Patreon, uh, as a Patreon exclusive, uh, Harrison actually had a phone call with Jizzy Jake mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, discussed this new... I don't know if it's like his uh, his new business venture he's doing, whatever, with his hearse and like a trans. It's, there was a lot of action. Yeah, that occurred in this phone call. Yeah, it reminded me of the movie Go. You remember that movie that came out in the nineties? What a weird thing to think about, D. Yes, it, of course I remember that movie. It reminded me of that movie. Yeah, it had I, like Sarah Polly in it. Yeah, two yeah. days in Jizzy Jake's life. Yeah. Although, uh, you know, I, I listened to and that. the guy from Party of Five. I haven't thought about that movie. In like it's good 20 movie. years. It's a good movie. I wouldn't go that far. but <laughs> I know. enjoyed it. I saw it recently. and I was. Like, it's a yeah. movie. It is a movie. It so. is a movie. It was something yeah. that was filmed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was listening to that Jizzy Jake interview. I don't know what was up with his voice. It sounded like he had hit puberty or something. It did. Sa- yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> it was very weird. It sounded like, like, yeah. like during that phone call, he yeah. actually achieved puberty. Or it sounded like, you know, like a scientist. Uh, shot him with a growth ray and he and he doubled in size <laughs> doubled and then that's how size. he would talk yeah <laughs> hey, uh, jizzy jake well anyway here's normal jizzy jake voice yeah. calling in it's about like, that guy eduardo you remember that guy that eduardo sure. that called in about being yeah. 5150 i forget what they call that in florida but he had been 5150 well jizzy yeah. jake has a question for him mm-hmm. hey bitches jizzy jake again oh i'm taking a shot give me one second Taking a shot. Probably Jim Beam. All right. Three minutes. All right. Here we go. Always racing against the clock with y'all. Anyways, first of all, just listen to the fucking Ed Waters' little story from Sarasota. And like I gotta say, shout out to Ed man. Fucking indeed. You're my boy, Blue. I'm pretty sure. Uh, you know, I used to go down to Sarasota and sell acid all the time, man. And uh, down to New College and shit down there. I think that's what the story was. Eduardo called in with the story of him taking LSD and being committed mm. because of it. 
So Jizzy Jake feels that he might know him through LSD. So are we just? Are, is this podcast just like some kind of fucking meetup for Florida lowlifes now? Is that is that what this has become? Is that what we're doing here? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's FloridaMatch.com. Okay, all right, That's got what it. This is. Yeah. Where they like practice like I don't know clown shit and stuff. But um, but dude, are you that dude? Crump, that I gave clown. a little Bring bit it on of a down. off the party strip, and then you went outside of a sliding glass door and acted like you were hiding from me, and then you were staring at me like you were going to kill me, and then you jumped off the balcony, and I never saw you again? <laughs> Typical party time for uh, Jizzy Jake. Yes, yeah. <laughs> guy wants to psychotically murder you, then jumps off a balcony. Yeah. Were you the guy with the creepy, grinning smile who slowly descended the staircase and... No, that was the film Lost Highway, Jizzy Jake. That didn't actually happen. Okay, all right. If hmm. it is you, man, and you got bipolar syndrome from that fucking shit, dude, I am sorry. <laughs> um, that sucks. Uh, hope you're doing good. Uh, fucking Drug party. dealer with a conscience. Just don't jump off a balcony again on me. Um, by the way, fucking Dean Harris, Baker acted is like three of your family members need to like sign off on you being put into rehab forcefully. It's kind of like if D went to a fucking uh, concentration camp. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love that little uh, quip at the end there. Baker yeah. act. That's what Florida Baker 5150 act. is. Yeah. Here's okay. the 5150 there. Yeah. It's a Baker act. I guess apparently you have to have three family members sign off on it. And Heinrich Heinrich Himmler also. It's like, because I'm sure if I went to a concentration camp, my brother, my sister, (laughs) and uh, my dog would do it, would sign off for me. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. That's right. We can't joke about shit like that no more because guess what? I fucking get it, man. Jake is accidentally racist all the fucking time. And not all the time, actually. It just happens in the worst moments ever. And I'm just labeled a fucking racist because I'm accidentally racist. But I'm not. You know what? I I, I could just I could just see the fucking Huffington Post headlines tomorrow. Jizzy Jake obliterates outrage culture. <laughs> you know, because he's say? accidentally racist, not yeah. intentionally racist. There's a big difference. There is a big difference. Do you and think? There should be a distinction, I feel. Do you think when Jizzy Jake becomes a governor, someone's going to look through the high school yearbook and see a picture of him in blackface or KKK <laughs> outfit? <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure they'll see you see everything. I saw there was a girl in line in front of me. I was at a clothing store and she had like a Nazi neck tattoo. And, and uh, a swastika? It, no, it was like an S, like an S thing. And then above it, I could just make out like the eagle with the little. This was so small because it was on her neck, but I could tell. I could tell it was the eagle. Were the you right stimulated? Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> hello, is it me you're looking for? You know, that's totally in my head the whole time. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. And I'm not actually a racist. I just accidentally think that everybody's on my level and th- things are fucking funny and we can just like fucking do things and it's just, it happens accidentally you know and i'm not gonna go fucking ever hurt anybody or i don't even i don't even judge people i don't even judge fucking people i'm just fucking it's like hey man you want you want a drink I, I judge you on if you fucking accept my beer or not you know 
He's just this, a drunk. He's not a racist. He's a drunk. This That's isn't what... a KKK hood. Yeah. I just cut some holes in a pillowcase. Yeah. Come on. Because yeah. I got to go down on some Jewish broad, you know? Yeah. Jew broad. Playing. Yeah. I, th- I think he's just a drunk. Uh, just yeah. a clueless drunk. Because Jewish women need you to use a sheet as a dental there, right? Isn't that true? <laughs> that's that's that... how it works. Okay, all right. And uh, I don't know. Fucking on LSD, by the way, y'all, is fucking one of the best things ever. It really fucking is. Um, I'm thinking, like, if I'm ever going to do karaoke again, I'm going to, instead of saying the N-word, I'm going to say Mr. So fuck the mother misters because I'm down for my misters. And by the way, D, I got to finish this up. You you have got me in trouble at work because I used to listen to your podcast at work, and you've got me in trouble because of your hard R's with the N word. So you can't say that you never yeah, fucking said pointed the that fucking N word. Yeah, you've mentioned that a few times. Yeah, you got to. Although, careful. you know, we don't typically yeah. say that word on the show all that often. That word. That word. That word. Michael. That Richards. hateful word. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you got to soften. When Michael yeah. Richards did that, that word. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, you got to soften it or just do what fucking juggalos do and say ninja. ninja. The ju- you know, the juggalos have solved a lot of problems of our <laughs> modern day, and that's the biggest one they solve. They just they say ninja. That's what they do. They, are the they call each other ninja. They solve um, the fucking problem. Did you, you see know? that they're having like a record release party at the region? I did see that. I was tempted. Go? I was, I'm tempted, but I'm not going to go. <laughs> you should. Because I've heard you Should on I? fucking on your podcast, and then you know I'm sitting there blushing, and everybody thinks I'm a fucking ra- I'm an accidental racist again because of you, D, and your choice of words on oh, your sure. fucking. Oh sure, try to shift right. the blame there, Jizzy Love Jake. Peace. Try to shift the blame. Uh, he calls you back. You have a hard time softening those R's. I don't know <laughs> what it is. Because <laughs> I pronounce things properly. Educated. Um, he calls back with a part two. Dizzy Jake again. Sorry, I forgot to say one thing because I got all wrapped up in this whole racism conversation. Uh, you know what? You know, you can tell Dizzy Jake's not a racist because he he has true remorse for it. Like right. he had an incident that happened. He was drunk. He uh, sang a karaoke song. I forget what song it was. It was it a like a Dr. Dre song or something? I don't know. But he sang a song. Lottie uh, I like the part, whatever the fuck. Something, whatever song he sang, and he used the N-word because he was just reading it off karaoke machine. But he yeah. feels guilt about it and remorse, and I think the fact that he keeps calling in proves to us that uh, he's not a racist. I don't think there, you're racist, sir. Yeah, I mean, it's just the, 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 not to get all Bill Maher or whatever, but, um, you know, there is some part, I feel, of the outrage culture that doesn't allow for jackasses to have any leeway you know what i mean exactly that's why i wonder like, if like the show jackass could even happen now right like people I'm are not, too sensitive yeah just like people who are just like they're not bad they're just drunk or they're just stupid or they're just you know what i mean we have uh, to have like yeah we have to have mm-hmm. some uh some uh like allowance for jackassery yes in our culture mm-hmm. i'm just i'm never i'm not gonna acknowledge any of that shit anymore but anyways not to divulge. I really just wanted divulge. to ask because I just, you know, feel like y'all, you know, understand. Like, I've been writing some good-ass fucking screenplays. Like, I'm fucking, like, <laughs> on point with, like, a bunch of writing, like, everything, dude. Like, I'm fucking killing it with the music and everything, dude. What do you think he's doing? He's got, right? like, a fucking, like, I don't even know, like, a three-album 
three album long concept album about the creation of the world on his like SoundCloud. Is it like prog rock or what is it? Like what genre? It's a weird mix of electronic and hip hop. Weird. Yeah. What uh, genre do you think his screenplays are in? <clears throat> um, I, I'm going to say um, Mpreg. No, you think it's Mpreg? <laughs> yeah, I think it's Mpreg. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he's writing comedies or is it like horror, yeah. you know, rom-coms? Like what, what are you writing there? Yeah. Historical mm. war dramas? Like what, what is it there, Jizzy Jake? Yeah. And um, and I want to move out to L.A. So if you could just ask uh, good old Harrison there, you know, if um, if you got a couch you could lend, let me know. <laughs> I, I'll pay him for that couch. I'll pay him for not not only for the couch, but the time that I spend on my fucking couch. You know what I'm saying? So uh, you you let me know, man. You wanna you wanna fucking kick it real? Let's do that shit. All right, peace. All right, I have an idea, a brilliant yep. idea, Harrison. Okay. I'm just gonna pitch it. You can give me a response. I think we should set up cameras in your house. Jizzy Jake should move in. Live on your couch. You two live together. We film it. We post it as a Patreon exclusive. Think of the money we'll make. Where's Anthony Scaramucci going to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's just going to be the commentator. Oh, okay. All right. He's just going to comment right. and introduce yeah. every episode. It'll be like Big Brother, but just with you and Jizzy Jake. Okay. All right. I'm into it. I'd it's watch tempting. it. I mean, look, they're already trying to evict me out of here. Can you imagine? I'd be gone in a week. <laughs> They already just, want me out of this fucking place. I just picture you, well, you have a job now, but if you didn't have a job, it'd be better. But while you're at work, we'd get to have this camera. It'd be a hidden camera. I don't want Jake to know that, there, that he's being filmed. And uh, it'd be a hidden camera. And, you know, Jake would just go out and meet people on Hollywood Boulevard and bring them back into your home. Okay. So by the time yeah. you get home from work, you just yeah. have like a just a party going on. Yeah. Like meth Superman and drunk Charlie <laughs> Chaplin. <laughs> fucking in my living room yeah i think i bet you there would be a lot of people signing up for our patreon to see this think about I know, it I, I know a lot of people that smoke meth with that superman mm-hmm. mm. i've heard about it i, I could see yeah. jizzy jake just walking up to like what is that groman's chinese theater up there yeah just yeah. being like ah oh, come back to my crib i share it with my boy harrison he's crazy yeah. Next thing you know, it's just like a room full of cretins. Yeah. I'm into it. I think we should. Yeah. I think we should pursue this. And then, <laughs> and then the the inevitable dub con. You know. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think Harrison's going to think about your uh, your 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 request here, Jizzy Jake, and get back to you at a later date. Okay. All right. Uh, finally, here we have Boner Villain calling in. And Boner Villain is pitching a show idea to us. Mm. Yeah, we'll see how, uh, see what you think of this. Batman Villain. Batman Villain. He loves that name. Yeah. Which I think we gave him, but I've already rescinded it. It's Boner Villain, all right? Right. <laughs> New Year. New idea. How about the Batman villain and still have a podcast or a segment? And I want to change my name to something even creepier. And if anyone knows why, it's okay. But I want to be called Toby now. Or if you want to be disrespectful, you can call 
Hey, Toby, fuck me in the ass. But Toby is going. What the fuck is he talking about? What in God's fucking name is he talking about? He says he wants a segment or a separate mm. podcast with Steel. And mm. he doesn't want to be known as Boner Villain or Batman mm. Villain. He wants to be known as Toby. Mm. And if you want to be crass, mm. you can call him Toby Fuck Me in the Ass. I see. <laughs> now, was, was Toby Fuck Me in the Ass also part of the Pussy Posse? <laughs> I um, think Toby Fuck Me in the Ass is the charter okay. member ah, of the Pussy okay. Posse. All right. yeah. um, but remember, if you recall, um, Sick and Wrong uh, Cannon, uh, his name is Kevin. Oh, right? is it Kevin? Is his yeah. real name? His actual name, yeah. We thought it was Todd at first. Yeah. He kind of like embodies this weird, like, you know, internet age Andy Warhol aphorism where like, if you don't have somebody sending you death threats, you don't matter. You might as well not even exist. <laughs> you know, it's very strange. This is like purpose of yeah. existence. I yeah. don't know why he chose the name Toby or right. where he's going with Toby fuck me in the ass, but it's very weird. It's bizarre. We called now. So if you want a disrespectful thing, call me Toby fuck me in the ass. But Oh, I have ideas in there. I tell him, I tell you why I wouldn't call him that D. <laughs> why? Cause next thing you know, you're getting fucked in the ass. You know, because Toby fucked me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. you know, it's I don't call, I don't it's call anybody uh, their nickname if it's self-appointed. Yeah, you don't self-appoint a nickname there, boner villain. You earn it. The dark. Imagine the Batman villain and John Steele talking. Oh yeah. About what? Oh, by the way. Oh my God. John Steele. You're my new beef, even though I love you. What did he say? I'm imagining them smelling each other's wolf glands, you know, <laughs> and just, I, 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 I'm not sure which one would get pregnant. Yeah, who would be the alpha, yeah. Steel or Boner Villain? By the way, they call it nodding because of the, the, the thing with, with the, the knots the in the yeah, penis, the knots. right? Yeah, the knots. Uh, I was, was going to ask you about that. The canine races, the canine species, yeah. Well, yeah. it's the knot keeps it inside the yes. vagina. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, who do you think would be the alpha, boner villain or uh, steel? Oddly enough, I think boner villain. <laughs> <laughs> so steel would be the impreg. He would be impregnated. Yes. Yes. You know, I wouldn't mind reading that kind of And it would of still fanfiction. be black. It would still fucking be black. You know, yeah, someone needs to write some fan fiction about Boner Villain and Steel having a relationship. Steel becoming pregnant with Boner Villain's kid. It's born covered yeah. in feces and it'd be black. Yeah. Yeah, I could see this. That'd be interesting. <laughs> I, I love that. How... Would be, it would raise a lot of questions. <laughs> but mostly, like, why is. <laughs> This baby interracial when they're both very white. I think the question it would raise so, for me um, is, why am I reading this? Why am I reading this? <laughs> yeah, that's the main question. Yeah. Um, you know, I love how Boner Villain's pitching this show. He's mm. like, I got a show idea. Me and John Steele talking about things. It's like, what are you talking about? You might like, want to work on your elevator pitch there, yeah. fucking <laughs> Boner Villain. Jesus Christ. It's like, what are you going to talk about? Because yeah. I'm interested to hear this. 
Yeah. Because I don't think Steel would like you any more than we do. <laughs> but hey, maybe. I, I mean, yeah. it might be like a, you know, like a fucking opposites attract kind of thing, like the honeymooners or something. I don't know. <laughs> unless you, yeah. I mean, unless you know a lot about the, you know, the Mike Douglas show or fucking, you know, different strokes. John Steele's not going to have a lot to say to you. Yeah, I don't think you two so, would have much in common, but maybe that's yeah. the point. Right. You know? Oh, it's like a, yeah. Yeah, as I'm saying, it's like, a, like was it the Honeymooners or Laurel and Hardy? I don't know. Famous yeah, some... comedic duos. Right. <laughs> Chris mm. Farley and David Spade. Paula Abdul and Scat Cat. Yep, the Scat mm. Cat. She yeah. loves Scat, that Paula Abdul. Anyway, uh, Boner Villain, I think you should call back and let us know a premise here. Like, give us an example of what it is that you're going to talk about. Mm. I want to flush this out. I'm still, I'm still receptive to it. I'm skeptical if it would work, but I'm interested in hearing a little bit. I'm, I'm interested in hearing a little bit more. Toby fucked me in the ass. I don't even know where he got that from. Yeah, it's I don't creepy. Know. It's weird. Uh, people call Sick Wrong Hotline, 323-522-4032. Um, Patreon. We always talk about Patreon because, it, you know, the thing I like about Patreon, not that I'm trying to, like, you know, force people into getting it. It's kind of cool because we do a lot of extra stuff for the show. Like, we do extra phone calls. You know, we, we get a lot of phone calls. We don't even have time to plan the show. So we, it's an outlet for us for creative expression. Yes. Sick and wrong creative expression. So all the extra shit that we have... We put up on Patreon. That's right. So, yeah, you can check out uh, Harrison's show, Let's Kill Ourselves, that he does with uh, Tara, a hung young terrorist. Um, you're putting that out. Uh, we have, yeah, that, that call with Juicy Jake. Uh, I recorded a Fistful of Steel today. Really funny Super Bowl edition of Fistful of Steel. Uh, we're going to put that on Patreon. So, Patreon is just a way to get more out of Sick and Wrong. So just go to patreon.com slash stick and wrong, sign up at the $5 tier gives you access to a lot of content. You know, as you yeah. get a $10 tier, you get like the outtakes and you get like, uh, you get the, uh, the archives and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, let's kill ourselves is great. If you're, if you're interested in learning about, um, the supernatural and or dick sucking. So. <laughs> you know, I still, you, you still got to follow up with her maybe, uh, on the show, ask her about the foreskins cocaine smegma okay yeah because right. she probably yeah. has an opinion on them All anyway right. go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong help support the show we really do appreciate it uh finally here's sick and wrong song of the week so you know that story we did a couple weeks ago about that male nurse who raped <clears throat> a woman in a vegetative state in that mm -hmm. hospital in arizona got her pregnant Right. Well, apparently, this nurse, his name is Nathan Sutherland, 36 mm -hmm. years old. They found out who it, who it is because they did DNA test. Uh, he was in a Christian rap group with his younger sister. Yeah, and the stage name was SLS, Sleepless Soul Jazz. And he performed for churchgoers in Phoenix, Arizona. So they were a Christian rap duo that wow. performed under their name SLS. So I was looking for it, and it was kind of tough because there were songs, but they were all taken down. But I found one called Fake Face featuring, uh, I guess, a local rapper named Op X. Um, okay. So here's SLS's Fake Face. Um, and, I'm, and glad, the, I'm glad we're giving him a platform. Yeah, platform. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ. I figured someone's got to hear the music. Because when I yeah, found out yeah. he was a Christian rapper, he's a yeah. weird-looking dude. He's got like yeah, a, he's got lazy, a lazy, lazy eye. eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jinx. Shifty, lazy eye. But uh, yeah. I was looking, I was like, 
what the fuck does he sound like? And like, I was curious. I wanted to know. So I searched it out. And uh, in the description for the song, he, for Fake Face, he goes, I'm sure you know some of those people. Could be your friends, your family, your dog, your cats, even you. What can you do about it? You think you can escape it? Leave a comment. Keep it G-rated, please. Have a blessed and prosperous day. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to end the show here with a fake face uh, performed by the guy that raped the girl in a coma. So, uh, so have fun with that. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 673. Till then, take it easy. You know, I just want to know what God got to do with a little booty shaking, a little uh, whiskey drinking, a little uh, sex sex here. Shh, don't tell nobody, you know. So, I mean, I'm not doing this to disrespect you. You know, so I'm like, oh, that's, that's gangster, yo. Hey, these people know about God. What you know about five? Got a red goat to get live. Do we really got girls on my mind? I'm bald, but I don't even care for your nine. What's with these faking folks always claiming to have the most? I needed everything, 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 but got no growth. They could go again, talking that about my crew. Cause I guess pets that ain't dogs that be more loyal than you. Everybody know who I be and what I see, what I read, what I eat. Cause the realest one be living right inside of me. Newsflash, if you got something against us, go the opposite way. You stagger in where you stay, do what the opposite say. And shut your lips up and bring forth this new elixir. We some more random individuals, bringing four God's holy principles. Yeah, we did it, we broke them all. And yes, we told them all. In the club at the corner store, we could do this with many more of y'all. Many more of y'all. Everybody listen when we go to the door. Spit aerobic, but you're rapping it small. Open EX, you'll be there when you fall.
my people all day. I, I, I feel good, man. But when I get home, dang, I gotta wash my face off. Cause I'm so fake, man. I even slept with my fake face on. <laughs> oh, man, this chick better get up next off me. Yeah. Hey. You know who you is. I'm talking about lyrical Jesus stuff, but you can't even represent on anything. Yeah. You got our digits. You got our email, our contact, homies. I could explain it to you if you want to write it and write. Alright? Just don't forget, I'm naked, period. I was stripped. I was stripped. So what you gotta hide, homie? Alright? Left in the back. Hi guys, number two here from the UK, getting you to listen to the Sick and Wrong podcast. You stay safe now, guys. Be seeing you.